Rampant OB. This is the NFL Draft. These things happen all the time. Live from WGN's downtown studios, it's Hampton OB. No one said that about Tom Brady when he went 199th. There's no such thing as a sure thing. It's the Hampton OB Show. Go Bears! Hamp, OB, and Carb is sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Here's Mark Carmen, Dan Hampton, and Ed Obradovich. It's go time! Let's do it. Bears, Bears, Bears. They would be on the clock right now, but they traded out of it. Welcome into the Hamp NOB NFL Draft Special. Indeed sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDrivesChicago.com. The Bears trading out of 148 for number 168 and number 203. Gentlemen, we've got a Kyler Gordon cornerback who's going to be a lockdown corner, damn it, out of Washington. That was the Bears' first pick at 39. We got a Jaquan Brisker coming in at 48, a safety that OB didn't want. We'll get to that in a moment. And then Valus Jones, wide receiver, kick returner, punt returner, coming in at number 71. And we are almost on the clock at 150. By the way, very good to see both of you. Hamp, how are you? Pleasure to be back. And you know what? I, I, I got here 30 minutes ago. And this guy next to me, he was screaming in the hall. I heard Can it. you believe this? And we're going to get to you in just a moment, Mr. Obradovich. So let me just say this, first and foremost. This is the one day every NFL team has that, that hope springs eternal type of attitude. You never know what you're going to get. Life's like a box of chocolates. Hope so is springs the eternal? Yes. And you thought they were going to fix everything yesterday. And obviously that's why you were about to jump out of the window when I walked in the studio. Now, the two things that I, I think are very important. Number one, we've all heard about this. Okay, well, Ryan Poles, the new GM, doesn't want anyone using that word, rebuild. Well, guess what? Mr. Poles, you've got a, a big task. And just how bad uh, this roster was is now becoming more and more evident as you get to the draft, as you get to this position where you're trying to patch rather rather than build. And he used that metaphor of the you know home network where instead of you go in and tear out the whole kitchen, you just put a new countertop and paint, you know, well... I think maybe there's going to be a little bit of both. There's going to have to be a rebuild. And this man here beside me wanted offensive linemen. Think about this. He has a litany of stats. And without further ado, OB, tell us just how great the offense was and why it was it was uh, bolstered yesterday with these uh, defensive backs. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, it was uh, uh, kind of very shocking to me. I mean, everybody in the city of Chicago, let alone the Midwest or the country, wherever Chicago Bear fans are, they know what's been going on here. Uh, you know, if you go to Green Bay, you look at Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre, they've had two quarterbacks, okay? We've had 35, 35 quarterbacks. And in this draft, in this draft for this year, with our new general manager and our new head coach. And what I did like was from Poles, his first words out of his mouth were, we're going to build a team through the draft. You go back in time, Vince Lombardi, that's how he did it with the Green Bay Packers. Okay, Bill Belichick in New England. What does he believe in? Building through the draft. It's a fact. That's how you do it. I absolutely... uh, uh, were kind of mystified as in this particular draft, everybody knows again, we need offensive linemen desperately. Okay? What is one of the first moves that Eberfus did? When he got here, I liked what he said. He said, we're going to hold the players accountable. Okay? He's, we're going to hold them accountable. Love that. I love what Paul says we're going to build through the draft. Okay, ah, now we're going to, somebody's smart. These guys have figured it out. The five guys up front, when you have an Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady, you got to keep them upright, and we don't have that. We're not even close to it. They're going to go in the draft, trades or whatever, and we're going to draft offensive linemen. There were a ton of them, folks. Okay, a ton! And who do they draft? In this, we have two picks in the second round. They pat. A defensive cornerback 
and a defensive safety. And then in the third round, we pick a 25-year-old rookie who started at Southern Cal, transferred to Tennessee, and in his career, I believe he's caught 62 passes for 807 yards. And, and, and guess what? The thing about him that they like, he could be a great special teams player. I ain't making this up, folks. How, when you know it and everybody knows it, that there's a problem with the offense. And what verifies that, Eberflus and his offensive coaches, what was the first move they made? They took, he became the head coach, he gets his staff. You know what they did? They took this kid, Mumford. Sam Mustafer. Mustafer. Who has basically been the center of the last. I'm talking. Our center. And what did they do? The first move they made, they took him from center and moved him over to right guard. Hang on, break. Now, you know where his next move is? Lakeshore Drive. (laughs) Well, hang on one second there as we kill Sam Mustafer. The Bears have traded out of the 150. This time they're trading with Houston, so they're getting pick 166 and more than that. So uh, the Bears have now traded back twice on picks 148 and 150 to speaking to what Hamp is saying at the start. Full rebuild, man. They're, well, hold, they're, hold it. Yeah. That, that's, I'm, I'm not ahead. finished yet. He's okay? not done. Okay, keep right. going. Keep going. <laughs> How you go to defense, okay? Your first two picks in the second round where there's quality players. In our passing game, folks, in our passing game, year after year, this past season, the amount of passes per game, you know where we finished out of 32 teams? Dead last. 32nd. Yards per pass per game. You know where we finished? 32nd. Dead last. Quarterback sacked. How many times do you think our quarterbacks got sacked? Dead last. We ranked 32nd. And you come into the draft this year knowing we need <laughs> offensive linemen to keep our quarterback, Justin Fields, upright. And what do you do? You draft a cornerback and a safety? you got to be kidding me. Okay. See, I told you, Carm, he was ready to jump yeah. when I walked in. Yeah. Here, okay, and here, here I think a couple of three. Daniel, quick, the two good points was what Paul said. We're going to build through the draft. I love that. And then Eberflus saying he's going to hold these kids accountable. Exactly. I thought it was great. And then we come to the draft, and what happens? My God, everybody understands where this problem is. Believe me, they do. And you guys go out and you draft who about what? Okay, and as we look at this, and, and this entity being the 2022 Chicago Bears, obviously it will go through a bunch of many directional changes. Your your thought is, hey, first and foremost, think about this, folks. Danny, this game the, the is last four, today, wait, not two years from now. Wait, 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 wait. The last four years, we've only had one first-round pick. One. Think about where Buffalo would be, or Cincinnati, or any of the other playing, uh, play, uh, playoff teams that were on an upward trajectory. Where would they be if they only had one first-round pick the last four years? Well, it was because of Ryan Pace. And this is the mess that this coaching staff and, and, and Poles, the general manager, now find themselves in. All this being said, a couple of really cool things happened early on back in January that I think has shaped the way they are entering into this draft and executing it. And I know you're all for the execution of it, OB. Number one, Luke Getze. Luke Getze is the offensive coordinator. He came from Green Bay. Now, how many times have you sat here beside me after a Green Bay game and you told me how smart Aaron Rodgers is, but the main reason that you think he's so smart is he runs the offense, and they essentially build an offense and execute an offense where he is not getting knocked around. If it's a three-step drop, that's all they can protect. That's what. They, if it's a five-step, that's what. If he has to roll out, he, they are smart. This Luke Getze, I, in my mind, I think. Trust me, and we're going to go through all the names here in a little bit. But the bottom line is, I don't think. And OB, you you were on football teams where a new regime came in, and what was really not very 
Well, you know, way back in college, Lou Holtz came in and we were like seventh in the conference and blah, blah. We almost won the national championship the next year because of you bad had a coach, coach that knows what the hell he's doing. Bingo! And so Luke Getze and his staff on offense, basically, in my mind, they're saying we're not as bad as what it looked on on tape and how bad we played. Now remember. If you if you want and you can say whatever you want about Matt Nagy, but we were the first ones in town, OB, three years ago, saying the guy doesn't have a clue. We got to get rid of him. How much better would this team be if we had a new coaching regime Uh-oh. two years ago instead, Vi- instead of today? Absolutely, with Vic okay. Fangio, Think about our this. defensive coordinator, uh, we'd have been we'd have been right on top. We'd have been. Right there, one, two, two, one, one, two, year after year. Okay, think about this. How many times have you seen an NFL franchise go through a rebuild? We're going to say that all day. Rebuild where you get rid of the the best player on offense. And that was Allen Robinson. He's gone. The best player on defense, Khalil Mack. He's gone. And our best uh, special teams guy, Jakeem Grant. All three of the best players in each one of the phases of the of the football team, they're gone. So this is, I'm telling you, this is a Herculean type of a reconfiguration and rebuild. But your point about the offensive line, I'm all for it. But they did something pretty damn smart. And just like when you see the Cubs take somebody from the Cardinals, you know, it makes them weaker, makes you stronger. Well, guess what? That's what the Bears did. Lucas Patrick, baby. Let's that, go. We well, signed their offensive center, which stabilizes a very critical position with a young quarterback OB. Wait a minute. But this think about this. Why was Mustafer playing in the first damn place? Because he can make all the line calls. He was he'd been a center his whole life. They know that. Now when the you problem make, is, Dan, he can't play football. Well, he's gone. Don't worry about it. But they went and got the center for Luke Getze's offense and brought him here so that it's, it's, it's like three wins in one move. So all I'm saying is I understand you want the offensive line to be addressed. Will they? And how many times, other than a first-round pick, does an offensive lineman st- come in and start first play and play like an all-pro? Well, I'll tell you, I, well, no, you're Once wrong. In a while. You're wrong about the Dallas Cowboys. Yes. There are five offensive linemen, folks, back in the day, were all number one picks. Got that, Mr. Hampton? I got it. But okay. we don't have a number one pick. Remember, Ryan Pace got. Oh, rid of I know all. why we don't have a number one pick. Between the between and the I Jay know Cutler. why we couldn't beat a good football a team with a winning record. I know all that. Think about this, folks. When you look at the Chicago Bears in 2022, they are living on the fumes and the hangovers of the Jay Cutler trade that lost two number ones, the Trubisky trade, which essentially lost two number ones, and the Khalil Mack trade that lost two number ones. And we had to give up this year's number one for your quarterback, Mark Carmen, who I think is going to be very, very improved this year. And we're going to talk about the mechanics and all that. But think about this. What has Matt Nagy ever done? I mean, why was he even hired? Sure. Where, where, where's that, where's the, 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 the plaques on the wall of coach of the year and, and the greatest offensive mind? Well, guess what? Luke Getze and Aaron Rodgers, I don't, you can sell that <clears throat> down here on Michigan Avenue all day. Well, here. It, 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 they made the choices, okay? They've gone defense. They're gone. The, our third pick basically is a special teams player. And how the hell you build a team around special teams, I don't know. OB, he's, he's going to be used offensively. Huh? I promise you that. I promise you he'll be used. But go keep going. Well, yeah, give me a break, will you? And, and, <laughs> but the point is, again, folks, has been. We've, again, going to Favre and Aaron Rodgers. To the team to the north of us. Two quarterbacks. And look at us. Year after year. Not only year after year. It goes the decade after decade after decade. We've had 35 quarterbacks in that span. And again, we struggle. We can't beat a team with a winning record. My God, we played the third game of last season. We play in Cleveland, a team that's beatable. With our new quarterback, Justin Fields. What happens? We have a total net yards of 47 yards, and the amount of passes, yardage, 
One yard, net yard passing in 60 minutes of football and a total of 47 minutes. That's why those guys are gone. And we know where the problem is. Everybody knows where the problem is. And again, let me just hearken again what Paul said I love. Through the draft, Iberflus, I love that too. He's going to hold them accountable. And then what the hell happens? We come to the draft. Everybody knows where that problem is. My God, and you go where? A cornerback and a safety. And you get a kid that is a 25-year-old rookie that hopefully they're talking ESPN saying that he might make it as a special teams player. You got to be kidding me, folks. 312 981 7200 if you want to jump in. Are you with the OB on the on the panic that they've basically messed up the whole draft? I I look at it like here's here's my my way of trying to see this in a positive flow. Number 1, the Bears are not going to do anything of of supreme substance next year. If they make the playoffs, that would be a hell of an accomplishment from where they're at. So you're trying to upgrade the whole roster. So you have you you evaluate everything. If this is the best player that's available, who's not going to help you just next year, but the next five years, that's how he's looking at it. I, I'm on board with that. that Let me ask you a me. question. How many points does it take to win an NFL football game? 24. I, 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 One more than the opponent, okay? okay? Now think about this. Oh, You're cute. worried about – OB's worried about us not being cute. 32nd in every category. All I'm saying is it's about winning. And how do you win by scoring one more point than the opponent? And that means if your defense has upgraded to the point where you are only having to score 19 points a game, then we got a hell of a lot better chance to win a game than if we're giving up 27 points a game. So there is a, there is a reason why these two corner and safety picks could come back and pay a huge dividends to Justin Fields. Wait a minute. We just, we drafted Justin Fields. He's a quarterback. You get Aaron Rodgers or Brady to uplift your team, to win a Super Bowl, not to come in second, not to go nine and seven or nine and eight. That's not how this game is played. Justin Fields needs help, folks. Does he have the ability? It looks like it to me. But when you look at his record, his first year here, he started 10 games, folks. He lost eight and won two games. Now, is it Justin Fields' fault? Is it the offensive line's fault? Is it the receivers? I don't think it's the receivers. I don't think it's Justin Fields. I think it's the coaches and the inability of the Bears to draft five offensive linemen that can win a Super Bowl for you. That's the only way that you can look at it. That is the only way. OB, they've got 166, 168, 186, 203, 207, 254, 255. It's not sexy, but can they find a couple offensive linemen in there? I mean, fingers crossed that they do, right? I I picked about, I think, like 17 linemen, which I went over with Dan, you know, from across the country. And, I, well, obviously they didn't pick one of them. But, uh, yeah, there could be some hope. You know, they might they might catch a, a – uh, uh, get lucky and catch somebody that can play, they, maybe one or two guys. They got a lot of swings. Uh, where, where was Only Jason Peters, the guy that we had to get off of a, a, a fishing boat, OB? That's how, how ridiculously poor Ryan Pace's planning was. At left tackle, we had to get a guy out of the Gulf and bring yeah. him in, <laughs> right. and he was about 50 pounds overweight, and yet he started all season. And wasn't that bad? He was a free agent. Guess what? They're there. Well, you know what? It's It's just... What went on with this past regime? Oh, behind, hold that thought. We're going to get the news, and we're going to come on back here right at one thirty at seven twenty. We're giving you the news. We'll be we'll be here till three. Uh, this is the Hampton OB, the NFL Draft Special, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers. ChevyDriveChicago.com. One thirty. Check the news on seven twenty WGN. Someone will say I'm not comparing him to Tyreek, but I just remember that transformation that he was like a returner. Someone cracked the joke with the Pro Bowl. He's like, oh, he's just a, he's just a returner. He went to work, and they developed him, and he was a route runner. And then all of a sudden, you know, his hands got better. He worked on the jug. So, like, his game just expanded. So there's a lot of really cool traits. This guy breaks a lot of tackles. He can take the top off. His run after the catch is outstanding. 
he's he's big too. He's five eleven, two hundred and five pounds. This isn't like a skinny fast. He's just a strong, like violent runner. He used to be a running back too. So um, there's a lot we can do. Ryan Paul's talking about Valus Jones. Today's NFL Draft Special, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Hampton will be on Mark Harmon. Hey, he's 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 calling out Tyreek Hill with Valus Jones. Now this is a guy who spent his entire career in Kansas City, knows Tyreek Wells, now a Dolphin for the record. But if that's how he's viewing this dude, that's exciting in my mind. I mean, no, if that's how he's viewing him, that's a little scary. All right? That's a little scary, my friend. Why, OB? Well, here, I'm going to tell you why. All the pundits and and geniuses at ESPN says the Bears passed up a handful of more proven receivers, including John Talbert, Austin, Bell. Okay? Chicago isn't concerned about Jones being a 25-year-old rookie and is fond of run-after-the-catch ability. Now they have to figure out how he will be utilized as a weapon for quarterback Justin Fields. Okay, and your point is... Your point, you got this guy's going to the Pro Bowl next week. No, what we're saying it's is... It's laughable. What we're saying is somebody that was there on site that saw Tyree Kill. Now, I... I you know, I'm not the greatest college football uh, fanatic. I don't watch every... Nobody ever heard of Tyree Kill until... Guess what? He exploded on the scene, and he was running by people, and Mahomes is throwing the ball to him. Andy so, Reid saw him. Well, all I, well, they drafted him. I don't even – where was Tyreek uh, drafted? Ty- Tyreek Hill. Was f- I, fifth? I think he was fifth. He, I don't know, but I'm was, just saying. He was the fifth round, 165. See? Okay, there you go. I'm just saying – but to see somebody that doesn't have a certain level of skill yet. Now, listen, ability and skill are completely different. You know, a, a raw athlete has great ability, but he may not have skill. What they're trying to tell you is, you know, this Debo Samuel evolution. Think about this. Two years ago, nobody ever heard of Debo Samuel. By this year's New Year's, uh, you know, everybody in the league was scared to death to play against him, weren't they, Mark? They were. And the Packers couldn't stop him, and that's why they lost. The bottom line is, you know, for them to see characteristics and traits in certain players that have not yet kind of peaked or, uh, you know, what would you say, mastered all the different nuances of route running, and you can learn that. I'll never forget the guy, a friend of mine, his name was Sean Fister. He was three-time world champion long drive guy. He taught himself. And I'll never forget, he was doing this uh, exhibi- ex- exhibition with, uh, with uh, uh, what, what's the little guy from Puerto Rico? Uh, Chichi Rodriguez. And Chichi was just amazed watching him hit 350-yard shots after shots, hitting a four on 300 yards. And he goes, why aren't you on tour? And, and Sean said, well, my short game and putting ain't that good. And Chichi looked at him and says, if I was you, I'd learn. And that's what we got here. We've got one of these athletes that can project into becoming a game changer. Think about what this. What I OB. would love to have an athlete this. like that that can play guard, that can play center, that can play tackle. <laughs> We've got receivers. No, we don't. No, the we don't. Hell we don't. Well, we got Mooney and we got a bunch of question marks. But here's the one thing. He had 132 and a half yards per game. In returns. Think about that. 132 and a half yards a game. Justin Fields was the most sacked quarterback. The Bears were the most sacked team in the league. Okay? We can't beat a team with a winning record. OB, I'm going to give you some stats that are going to make your head explode. Oh, you know what? Uh, These are the stats. These are the stats. No, that's history. And it's an old coaching regime and and an old uh, general manager regime. tell you what the future is, my friend. So, Fields last year was sacked 36 times in 11 games. Now, remember, of course, it was nine against the, against the Browns. Now, read into this. What, what you the hell difference if it was nine or one? What's the difference? That's all he did was get sacked and run for his life. It was his first start ever with a, off, this offensive line that you want to flush and an idiot coaching. 
My point is that they learned along the way to how to better protect him, and I would also say that these guys are going to do a much better job scheming it this year. Even even the very basic thing. Hey, Larry Boren played left tackle in college. Let's put him back over there. Let's put uh, Tevin Jenkins back at right tackle where he played, and let's see if they can do it. If they can't, then we'll get rid of him. Let's put a guy in the middle who has Ham's talking about with Luke Getze, who understands the offense and can be kind of a captain there. That's huge. But here's a couple stats, though, just, 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 just to digest for a second. The Bears pass block block win rate last year, 66.1%. That was the, actually the sixth best mark in the league, which is stunning to read. Fields averaged 2.91 seconds before passing last year. That's the sixth highest mark. The NFL average was 2.77. So, Okay, okay, for those stats to have credibility, and yeah. then you look at the result. The, what comes out of the sausage grinder dead last? Yeah, it's got to be a coach involved there. Right. that is a you know catastrophic problem, and they fixed it. They run him out of town. And actually, you and I did. Obi. And let's and let's add some offensive linemen here. Let's go. Come on, one sixty six on down. Let's 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 pick him up. Where by the way, as uh, the Bears have traded back twice. If you're just joining us, they are uh, where we're at. We're at one sixty one. So five picks away from being on the clock. You know what's you amazing? Build a team through the draft. That is a fact. And I and I'll say it now for the third time. What I like with polls when he made that statement. Okay, I like that a lot. And Eberflus, I love what he said. He's going to hold the players accountable. Let's hope that they both follow through whatever's going to happen. But in their opening draft, I'm saying they've made some mistakes here. You don't need a cornerback. You don't need a strong safety. We need offensive help up front to keep our quarterback, Justin Fields, upright and make him more more efficient in the passing game, more efficient in understanding, more efficient in reading defenses. Move the kid out of the pocket to the stronger, the weak side. Get creative, okay? And the only way you can do that is by having five guys up front, folks, that can block for you. Because if you don't have them, everything that I just said will not happen. It will not happen. If you don't have those five people up front to take care of that kid, now tell me I'm wrong. No argument. Let's see who they add on here. It's 146. We're here till 3. It's a Hampton OB NFL Draft Special. We are sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Quick timeout back in two minutes on 720 WGN. All right, Bears fans, with the 39th pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, Chicago Bears select DB from Washington, Kyler Gordon. The Bears did not think that Kyler Gordon was going to be there. Ryan Poles was absolutely stunned, even though they did a couple of uh, simulations and he was there a couple of times. But they did not expect Kyler Gordon to be there, and they took him at 39. NFL Draft Special, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Hamp, you look excited about something. Well, we were talking about the center, uh, Lucas Lucas, Lucas Patrick. I like the name Lucas Patrick. And we were talking about the fact that, and you were, uh, OB, you were talking about the most important position on the offensive line. And obviously the center, you know, you know. He's the man. Well, the center is the man. He's on a the traffic cop. Line. Now, all that being said, you know, you, you gotta, you, it's, Justin Fields has to be so much more emboldened this year, not only with a center that he knows has played with the very best in the in the game of football, okay? Yes. But that that has to give that would give me great confidence, but everybody playing beside him. Think about Cody White here, you know, who's never been like exceptional. Does he have a chance to now have the confidence, you know, in in the guys playing next to and you know how it all works hand in hand along the offensive line so i i'm just saying this this patrick lucas lucas patrick is 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 a signing that we will look back 2 3 4 years from now and say wow that was a keystone moment dan you're you're spot on you're 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 not even close to being off you're you're dead spot on with that situation and i i just like to throw this out you know, the offensive line, <clears throat> I mean, my God, in today's game, because it's an offensive game, it's a throwing game, it's a run, I mean, pass, catch, pass, catch, you know, and that's why you got to have five guys up front that can block and keep your guy up. Um, but 
what I was going to say, I just lost. It. Okay, yeah. well, let, let me just throw this out to you, Ob. You know, and, and a lot of times you you talk to great players, great athletes of great accomplishment, and they say, "Hey, it wasn't easy. I had to go through the fire." Well, when Justin Fields was asked about what it was like last year having to play behind that makeshift mess of an offensive line with the offensive staff that was shuffling the you know the uh, play sh- uh, card back and forth and uh, playing hot potato, he said, "I acknowledge I wasn't great, but I'm glad I experienced the moment in the beast. Was I always put in the best position to succeed?" I like the way he answered it. He says, you know, I don't think so. But at the end of the day, it all mattered how I handled it. So all that being said, I like the kid's attitude. I've liked it from the beginning. And now I know you're saying we should have drafted off. But guess what? In their own way, they are putting some pieces together that will only make him better. Well, uh, all well and good, Danny. But I can tell you, again, going back to what I was mentioning before, was at the center position of the five offensive linemen. You got to have somebody that they got to be pretty damn smart and pretty damn good. And the Bears have been around for over a hundred years. And there's three centers that I know of that are, are, I mean, are you talk about top notch? Back in the day, way back in the day, Bulldog Turner. And and when I played, we had a center by the name of Mike Pyle. And when Hampton played, Jay Hilgenberg. Those are the three greatest centers the Bears have ever had. And, and there's also something that comes with them. They all three were world champions. All three were world champions. Those three gentlemen, and those are the people that set the tone on the offensive line. So let's hope, Dan, that this kid coming in from Green Bay can set the tone for the other four offensive linemen. Whoever they may be. Well, the big question mark is at right guard. And as you so aptly put it, they moved Mustafer from center. That was their first move. And to right guard. And what is this next move? Lakeshore Drive. Gotcha. Well, they've got, you know, a list of names like Dakota Dozier and this guy and that guy. They're going to figure out, you know, who can or will give, you know, will start and give them the best chance. But. Larry Borm, you brought that name up. Larry Borm did some things in training camp last year. I remember talking to some people that watched camp, and they said, hey, he was he was stoning Robert Quinn. He was stoning Khalil Mack. He was doing a great – and then he got injured, and he never was able to kind of regain that form. And then they had him on the right side, and he struggled. And then, of course, at the end, we saw Tevin Jenkins, after back surgery, come in, and he struggled – at left tackle, but he was a, a right tackle at Oklahoma State. So now he's back to the right side. So common sense and sanity is prevailing. And before we go to break, I just want to say hello to a dear friend of mine, Jim Rosenbaum, who's uh, listening to the show today. He and my son, they're saying they, they've waited four months to hear OB go off. So I'm expecting OB to go off in the second hour. I honestly thought we were going to get a happy OB today. And then last night when I was texting with you guys, you Hamp, you put it out there that oh, like wait till tomorrow. Ob's thrilled, and then then I and then I got the vomit emoji, and then I knew that 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 wasn't going to be the case. Uh, I st- I like what's going on here. They've traded back. They've got six picks to come. They're uh, one away from being on the clock right now. The Vikings at one sixty five are there. So right uh, before yes, I bet you right. I bet you five dollars. Two or three of them will be about six four, three hundred and ten pounds to play guard. There we you go. Watch. Let me tell you something here. What really could happen? Ten seconds. Schedule is scheduling is big time. With our record, our poor record last year, we might wind up with a pretty easy schedule this year. It comes out, I think, May 11th or May 12th. The scheduling for this coming season. Yep. Watch, folks. Let's get it. We may have an easy schedule, and if it does, good luck to Poles and good luck to Eberfus. And good luck to the 53 you're, kids. You're, you're always looking for the silver lining, OB. I love it. All right. Hot dog. 157, uh, news in two minutes, 720 WGN. And what's my philosophy? We're going to build through the draft. We're going to acquire young, fast, and physical football players. We're going to be selective in free agency, and we're going to connect evaluation with valuation. We're going to have a, a relentless approach to fix our weakness. We're going to maintain great self-awareness of who we are. We're going to solve problems with open communication and candor. 
and we're going to consistently put players in position to succeed. And the last thing, the most important piece, is we're going to take the North and never give it back. Take the North and never give it back, Ryan Poles. Today's NFL Draft Special, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Hampton OB with one more hour to go. OB a little bit happier right now as the Bears have made their selection in the late fifth round here. Southern Utah State is where they go to find offensive tackle Braxton Jones. Now, OB, you just watched a little yeah. bit of tape on Braxton. You're starting to fall in love with Braxton. Well, the thing that I like to see when you look at offensive linemen, whether it's uh, center, guards, or tackles, uh, their feet work is, is the most important thing. I mean, you can have guys that are 6'7", six, 6'8", six, Weigh 340 or whatever, and that can't move, can. What you got to look for, feet, are the, the folks, are their feet movement. The feet. How fast did they come off to the ground? How fast did he get on the ground? And they shuffle left, shuffle right, shuffle back. Okay? And then each time they're on balance, they're on key to take a plunge from the defensive lineman. And the only way you can do that is is by putting those feet up and down, up and up and down, and take the challenge. When you slide, slide along, slide along, and, and like gallop along and try to take big steps, you lose your balance, you have no power. So what we watched in this kid is exactly what I would look at as an offensive lineman. He had the correct feet movement, as far as I'm concerned. This is what they write on NFL.com. Jones has moments where he can overwhelm his level of competition with size and strength. His run blocking isn't as dynamic or athletic as expected. However, he has what Obi's talking about, good slide quickness, developmental traits, and talent that that should not be overlooked in pass protection. Shoddy footwork and a lack of half-man leverage in his pass sets led to a rough game against Arizona State, but both areas are correctable with work. He has the upside to become an average starting left tackle, which at that's, this point in the draft is a you know, good pick. That's what the defensive line coach can do and the defensive coordinator. knew. The kid has some positive things that are basic. He's got the basic move, okay? Expound upon it. That's, it was a good pick, I think. Especially at that particular time. Enticing overall size and length, explodes out of his stance, good job squaring, uh, playing, staying square longer in pass sets, quick clinch hands, yada da da. Uh, outside hand is firm. Uh, weaknesses, inaccurate hand placement and run game, below average acceleration, can't generate lower body anger. Uh, they'll have to work on that. That is, an, that is a floose mantra that has to be corrected. Um, rare, rarely ever the low man at the point of attack. Hamp, you would love to go against this guy right now. <laughs> Mark, let me tell you something. In, in pass protection, when you saw this game, is so we got offensive line, linemen have gotten so big. So when you see the defensive ends or outside linebackers, whatever you want to call them, they're, they're in the 6'5", the 6'2", 6'3", range. They're 255, 265, some maybe 270. But what are they? They're, they're not giant, huge people that go against these huge offensive linemen. And you watch them, they come with a burst, and they go outside and dip their shoulder and try to get around. That's when footwork comes in. An offensive tackle, you watch some of these big guys, they can't keep up with them. Why? Because they're taking these long strides and sliding their feet. That's a no-no. you got to have that quick feet movement, and you got to ride with them and work with them and ride the pass rusher, you got to ride them out. That's what's important. And Footwork. OB, and on a deeper level here, the Bears came into the draft with the third least picks in the NFL. They're going to end the draft with maybe the most. They've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight picks. Seven left to go. Kansas City had the most picks in they this year's draft. They had 12 picks. And Kansas City Chiefs, folks. Yeah, and so the Bears are now have 11. But uh, so he's he, and now he's got your offensive tackle. I think I think we're I and think we're he, doing all right here. And and Braxton Jones, you mark it down. He will be put at right guard probably first day and we'll see how that all develops. Uh let, let me just say this. Part of the reason we're seeing this flurry of the picks there's only 64 players under contract going right, right. into summer uh, OTAs. You got to get more bodies, but you never know when you're going to find a diamond in the in the rough. Now, Braxton Jones has he, uh, you know, I don't know who he is. Nobody does, but it looks to me like 
this the, you got you got to like what Ryan Poles has done here, Ob. He has he's basically shaken this franchise up, and he's not taking a lot of the status quo. He's he's almost kind of giving it more of a. He he said he was just doing a little makeover. No, he's he's really really doing a, a good job of addressing some of the needs. But back to the first two picks that you were ready to jump out the window about the corner and the safety. You got to understand one thing. This defense of ours last year, Jalen Johnson was was solid. He wasn't exceptional. He wasn't no Kyle Fuller, you know, lockdown guy. But when we are able to pair him with Kyler Gordon, our second round pick, the uh, the kid from Washington, now you you're starting to build a, a secondary that you can count on and. The better the secondary is, the more you can be creative about pressure packages and getting after the quarterback. And the one thing is, I I know you don't like it, Ob, but the 48th pick, Jaquan Brixter, the kid uh, that uh, was probably the best defensive player for Penn State last year, and they had some other guys drafted uh, pretty high. Think about this. You know, Eddie Jackson has has he was kind of like what would you call it kind of like the show pony of the secondary and yet we didn't see him play like the best player it was almost like he wasn't challenged and he was going through the motions and whiffing on tackles and the best way to improve certain existing players is to bring in competition and somebody else that does it the, the the right way and gets after people and knocks them around and Brickster is a guy that was used in the box he's you know he's he's very effective and you know going going to the quarterback uh, you know playing physical against the run and in my mind I think this is kind of a subliminal message Daddy Jackson's yeah hey you're getting paid a lot of dough you need to step it up. And you watch. I think Brickster is going to be one of the main reasons why this secondary is going to make two or three quantum leaps this year when we gave up 31 touchdown passes, most in the NFL last year. Dan, uh, beg to differ with you a little bit. <clears throat> okay? Defense. When we go back to 2018, 2019, 2020, we probably had, even even before that, with Vic Fangio, probably – one of the one of the best. If we weren't one, we were two. We were three. Certainly, no worse than four or five in the league. Okay, and what did we win? Nothing, not a damn thing. And we kept getting defensive players and defensive players, and they're playing well and they're doing. But guess what? At the end of the game, the other team scores more points. Why don't we, for once? For once, stop with the 35 quarterbacks. Stop with all this BS. Let's get some people. Let's concentrate on offense. Let's concentrate on the offensive line because that's where it begins and ends. Football games are won up front, okay? They're not won by a wideout somewhere. Every play up front, up front, up front. Let's concentrate for once, for once, and I couldn't tell you how long. The Bears, it's always been about defense. Let's concentrate on offense. We got a kid that hopefully, I believe, Justin Fields could maybe get this done. But we've got to get him five guys up front. We've got to get him a tight ends. We've got to get receivers. And we've got to get a philosophy of attacking downfield. Bears okay, are, Bears are on the Let's clock. Let's concentrate on our offense. We did it again, at, and I'm not to talk in circles. We had the best, probably, defense in this league in the last four or five years. What the hell did we win? Nothing. So the Bears are on the clock. They've in their four picks. They've taken two offensive players now in Valus uh, Jones and now. Uh, Braxton Jones. Yeah, is that? Did I just do that right? That's amazing. You said Bayless. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. I'm right. Bayless Jones. Uh, hey, and Braxton Jones. We got two Jones. You're kidding. It's a Bayless Jones too. 
Brax? No, 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 no. That's uh, our first two. We have two Joneses. With the, right. We're, on, we're, on the, we're waiting right now, Hamp. We don't, I don't have the third one yet. It's going to well, be any second here. Valus Jones is the third-round pick, the receiver out of Tennessee. And Braxton Jones is the offensive guard out of uh, Southern Utah State. Now, let me just say this, OB. I understand you talking about attacking downfield and scoring points. That is what you beat. We had to replace the uh, console last year because you beat it down about six inches by screaming we need to be able to score points. Who led the league in points last year, OB? Who who led the league in points? In points scored, it would be the Green Bay Packers. Luke Getze is the coordinator of that said number one scoring offense of Green Bay. Now, if you are wanting to score points, to me, you know, you go find somebody who knows how to score points. Who did it last year? We went and got him. I'm, I'm telling you, this is a, it, it was a that, genius That would be good, move. Dan, but are you going to have your quarterback running for his life every damn play? No, but that's why this offensive line reshuffle and reconfiguration is going, I think, to pay off. Well, let's hope so. The, right, Mark, the, I, hope, the, I hope you're right. You're not going to like this one, OB, I don't think, uh, but maybe someday you will. But right now, the Bears go with an edge rusher, Dominique Robinson, out of what? Miami of Ohio. Dominique Robinson uh, was a productive quarterback when he was in high school, but then was a receiver, and now he's a linebacker. Uh, the analysis here, wideout turned quarterback Hunter with bricks and mortar needed to build an impact career as a 3-4 outside linebacker or 4-3 rush and Bears, of course, changing up front what they're going to do going to the 3-4. Uh, Robinson frequently uh, 4-3. Robinson frequently flashes despite his relative inexperience at the position. He's quick off the snap using uh, plus fluidity, athleticism, and bend to trim his edge and assail the pocket. However, he needs additional moves and counters before he's ready to beat pro tackles. So again, they're betting on they're they're seeing talent and they're taking a big swing at somebody who could get to the quarterback, which of course is one of the most valuable things you can do on a football field. But they are addressing the defense. What are again. you saying? There's nobody on the offensive side that has talent comparable to his defensive talent. Well, is that what you're saying? I, I, evidently, evidently, yeah. That's he's how, going best player uh, possible. Now, uh, one thing, r- real quick, back to the the offense that led the league last year. Of course, we know about Aaron Rodgers. But think about this, OB, and this is something I like. Kind of the hidden hand of that offense was the running game. It was the eighth best. They led the league in scoring, but they had the eighth best rushing attack. And, of course, Aaron Jones is a fine running back. But, you know, you don't think that we are going to be able to run the ball with Montgomery? I mean, I'm just I saying. I love David Montgomery. I'm just telling you, there's a, a lot of things, and, and again, a, a, they're not going to come out and say, you know what, we had mini camp and we had OTAs and we we evaluated a lot of this talent, and you know what, quite honestly, they, they weren't given an opportunity to show what they could do well and display their skills and show that they really aren't as bad as what the stats dead last in the league, as you so aptly pointed out earlier uh, in the uh, first hour. I'm just saying, I, I think this offense is going to be better than you think. And I know you're worried about the protection, but again, back to Luke Getze's maxim. And I, I, I've, I've said this many times, but Buddy Ryan told a story that Weeby Bank in the Hall of Fame was he the head coach of the New York Jets the year with they uh, won the Super Bowl. Baltimore Colts. And, and he said, first, very first meeting, everybody come in. All right, everybody's sitting around cutting up. All right, settle down. All right, first things first, let me introduce somebody. Joe, stand up. Joe, name it. Stand up. And Joe and everybody, you know, you know, cheer and cat call him. Blah blah blah. He said, all right, the most important thing that we have to do is make sure Joe doesn't get hurt, okay? Because if he gets hurt, we don't win, we all lose our jobs. So How many times have I said that? Well, I, that's what and Luke gets. He obviously gets it because Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's got a Nick, nicky-knack uh, toe or maybe a, you know, a finger or this or that, which you can't be you know, able to protect a quarterback from everything, but... 
Aaron Jones, I mean, Aaron Rodgers doesn't take a lot of hits. He didn't, think about it, the only time he's ever been hurt was uh, who was that that Joker we had uh, uh, from? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Corey Wooten. No, no, uh, no. The, Corey Wooten thought... ended Brett Favre's career. Uh, oh, I just jumped ahead or jumped back. Ninety nine. He was uh, the the guy from uh, 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 Boise State. Uh, what was his name? Another oh wasted first round pick. But anyway, he 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 fell on Aaron Rodgers. Oh, talking about Shane McClellan. Shane McClellan dislocated his shoulder yeah. and knocked him out for six weeks, like Good eight call, years ago. Mark. Yeah, but it's easy to remember the blown picks there. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I think Luke Getzey understands. Protecting the quarterback is job number one, and he's not going to let them go all the way through this draft without finding enough offensive line to be able to be functional. Danny, I I hope what you're saying is right. But what I'm seeing in the draft so far is not make me leaning so much to what you're saying. Let's just go back to Justin Fields last season. He wins two games and loses eight. He throws seven TDs and 10 interceptions. And half the time, the kid was running for his life. Gentlemen, that problem has to be fixed. You can't sprinkle around it. You can't tiptoe around it. It is what it is. He's the quarterback. There's a center. There's two guards. There's two tackles. And this kid got plummeled. He was running for his life. He got whacked, slammed, thrown around. And if you listeners out there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It was game after game after game. And I'm going to tell you, you talk about fixing a problem, that's a problem that has to be fixed. Now, Dan, if you're talking this guy coming down from Green Bay, going to be our offensive coordinator and, 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 and the center and everything, you know, do we all hope it works? Yeah. But then there's a word called reality, okay? We've got to be able to lift Justin Fields up. And let him take it from there. So far, he's been down and pounded down. And he doesn't know how to get out of it. If you know what I'm talking about, folks, just watch every game last season. Watch Justin Fields running for his life, play after play, and getting knocked and bashed around. Okay? That has to stop. This year, I think we're going to have an easy schedule. And if they have to make some trades or go to free agency or do something, get some help for Justin Fields, for God's sakes. Get some offensive lineman that understands pass protection. And get a coach with a system that understands how to attack downfield. That's how you win football games. That's how you win world championships. Look at Tampa Bay. Look at New England. Look at the Packers. What do they do? They attack downfield, and they protect their quarterback. That's how this damn football game is played today. So, for the record, I mean, it'll be the schedule hasn't been announced, but the teams have been. The Bears... <clears throat> what I'm telling you, what, what I'm saying is, yeah. because of that losing record, they're, they're not going to get a, a a really tough schedule. Their, their combined record of, the, of their opponents is under 500, 135 and 152. What did I tell you? Well, right. With a chance. Yeah. So, if, if, if Dan Hampton is correct... Hey, well, let me let me throw this out before we get happened, to the, let me, let me th- But I'm just dealing in the word reality. We, we, let's let's get the news in hand. We'll get your thoughts coming right on back here. We're with you till three, so half hour to go. Two thirty on seven twenty WGN checking news right now. The Hampton OB, the draft show sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com on seven twenty WGN. Hello, how you doing? This is Coach Flush. I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Congratulations. Yeah, no, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, this is going to be a start of something really special here. Man. Hey, this is uh, head football coach Matt Eberflus. How you doing? I'm doing well, coach. How are you? Yeah, good. To, hey, I'm so excited for you, man. Yeah, so I'm yeah. ready. You just got to steal the draft. I love. Yeah, I love the way you play, man. You run, you hit, man. You got great range, and uh, you're going to take the ball away. So I'm really excited about it. You're going to change football games for us, Bayless. What's up, coach? You knew this was going to happen, didn't you? <laughs> I did. First of all, Kyle, we had a great conversation. I, I did too, man. We had a great conversation, didn't we? We had a great conversation, Coach. Yeah. I appreciate you. Yeah, no doubt, man. No doubt. You, you are going to be so dynamic here. We are so excited, man. Family's excited. 
Very excited. We waved out. Oh, that's <laughs> great. We waved out. That is great. I'll see you <laughs> soon, man. Congratulations. God bless, okay? Yes, look. That's off the Bears YouTube channel. Coach Flus talking to the draft picks. Bayless getting emotional. I don't know, Hamp. Do you remember being emotional when you uh, got selected by the Chicago Bears in 1979? No, no. It wasn't like this. I mean, it wasn't a big deal. Uh, <laughs> what happened? How did they do it? I got a phone call, and I hung up. <laughs> Bill McGrain was the uh, like attache to Jim Finks. He calls. He says, is this Dan Hampton? And I go, Marty, get off the phone. Maybe somebody's going to call. You know, and I hung up. And he calls back goes, don't hang up. I mean, that, that's how Ricky Dink the draft was. All right. I just, let's get back to this here. Okay. Okay. Uh, seriously, let's get back to our, well, what on. has been the problem with the Bears? It's our offense. Okay. Well, we all agree on that. One second, Obi. The, uh, the, what Obi's comment about to say in this whole show, our NFL draft special, we are sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. What do you got, my friend? Okay. Here's what I want to say, and, and it's coaching philosophy. Bill Belichick, who probably will go down, he probably overtake Lombardi as probably the greatest coach of all time, okay? And why do I say that? Just look at his record year after year, decade after decade, what he's done, okay? This past season, folks, he started. He came with a, a rookie quarterback in Mac Jones, Okay, they got into the playoffs. They won. I think they went. He went like ten and six himself. Okay, and what Bill Belichick did, folks, he knew where the problem was. He had Tom Brady. Tom Brady left. He had a rookie quarterback again by the name of Mac Jones. The offensive line wasn't up to snuff. So what he did prior to this year, okay. This past season, he had five new offensive linemen because he didn't like, and he did what he saw. He didn't like what was happening before. Again, let me say it again. He changed all five starting linemen. They were all brand new linemen coming in, and guess what? They went to the playoffs, and I'll tell you what. They played damn good. This kid was the top rookie quarterback in the league in Mac Jones, and he did it again with five guys he never played with before. But Bill Belichick knew what the hell to do, and he had the guts and the understanding of this game, and he knew he had to make changes, and he made changes. In one year, folks, five new offensive linemen with a rookie quarterback. They go to the playoffs, and we go to the toilet bowl in Flushing, New York. Okay, and that only substantiates my assertion that Luke Getze, the new coordinator, will address that. Now, I'm thinking, you know, malfeasance and misfeasance. It only points out how terrible Matt Nagy was. Now, you say, well, what do you mean? Think about this. Mitch Trubisky, for what, whether he should have been drafted the second overall pick, whatever. Mitchell Trubisky came in here, and he he was basically run out of town. Not only that, but Nick Foles, who had, had won a Super Bowl, was brought in. And you he can't get arrested now. And Andy Dalton, think about Andy Dalton, four-time pro bowler. He was signed to come in, at, and nobody cares. He's gone. So when you see Justin Fields be thrown into the same malfeasance-infested offense and system, then it's no mystery. So, they OB, had to make what, the change, So what, what I'm saying is, as competent as Belichick is about making changes and knowing what he has to do, Nagy, he drug down. I Think about this. Justin Fields and Mitchell Trubisky, high first-round draft picks. Foles won a Super They all could not function in this dysfunctional offense. So, so much of what we have had to endure and watch and witness and shudder looking at it, I think will be corrected long before the opening bell. I just love what you just said, big man. I hope so. I love every word and, yep. and, and your feelings and thoughts, and, and, and I hope it comes true. And again, you go to uh, if you want to call it the Bill Belichick way you, <laughs> the way you conduct and roll a professional football team from year yep. to year to year, however you want to put it. 
But I'll tell you what, he made the change, folks. With a rookie quarterback, he got five new offensive linemen. Again, they get into the playoffs, and the kid, I, I believe, was, uh, I, if I correct me if I'm wrong, when he rookie of the year, Mac Jones? Mac Jones, the rookie of the year. I, but for the record, they got smoked in the playoffs but yeah. by Buffalo by hey, 30. Jamar Chase, idea, was it? They didn't go 5-12. and 12. No, they were more than respectable. And they beat Buffalo a couple of times in big games that uh, Buffalo needed to win. And well, so, my point is, uh, and, he's not, he's not afraid to make the move with a rookie quarterback. He brings in five new offensive linemen, there folks, because he knew where the hell the problem was. And guess what? He did something about it. He also had a very weird pick uh, this year in, his, in the first round. They took a guy that was looked at to be a third round offensive lineman in Cole Strange out of Chattanooga, which was bizarre. But that's what that's what Bill did. So I, I guess he's he's earned the right. By the way, yeah. uh, Pup, how are you going to go against them? Uh, well. I, it's very, very, very hard to. But I will say this: uh, Brady, won, Brady left. Guy won a Super Bowl. Uh, we'll see, we'll see if Bill's going to win one without him. That's all I'm saying. That's fair. I mean, together they were incredible. But at, at the end of the day, you know, you you you, you got to think that a new day, a new wind, and a new vision. And I, you know, look. Ryan Poles is the guy that will stand up there and answer every one of your questions, OB, about why did you not address the offense with either one of the second-round picks. He will address that at the conclusion of today's draft. And I, we're all going to well, be waiting. Well, you know somebody's going to ask him that question. Well, they it's have quite to. obvious. Well, but I think he's going to basically say the same thing I did, which is throughout the OTAs and the offseason and, and, and the evaluation process – we're not as bad as everybody thinks. We're better. Like I said, malfeasance and misfeasance. You know the difference, Mark? Malfeasance is if you push a lady down on the street corner. That's You're bad. And, okay. Misfeasance is not only do you not help her up, you shove her back down. Okay? <laughs> that was Nagy. He compounded every one of his mistakes and problems. It's just it, it was incredible. And... And did we not three years ago tell you this guy has no clue? It was. I, I want to give credit to the show. We were the first out there. This guy is Better completely lost. Uh, real quick, Mike and Woodstock, we're on slip, slip in one call at least today. Go ahead, Mike. What hey. do you got? Hey, hi, guys. How you doing? Good, man. I just want to ask about the uh, kicking game. Yeah. Well, how's our field goal units doing? Oh, thank you, Mike. Cairo Santos is the man. That's our, that's the least of our concerns. And he, ha- he, you know, of all of all possible scenarios, he has been exemplary. He's been fabulous, and we lost a pretty good punter. That's true. Yeah, Pat O'Donnell was signed by the Packers, and, and the Bears with seven zillion picks coming up. Here, it's too bad if they were looking, thinking that way. Uh, Matt Areza, who's known as the punt guy, this guy averages like over 50 yards a punt. He just got he just got selected by the Buffalo Bills, so they won't be getting punt god. Uh, we got one more. Buffalo's going to be salty. I, I mean, Buffalo is They t- got Les Frazier, some pass rushers, yeah, and I, a corner. B- Buffalo is the favorite, in my, at least in my mind, in the AFC right now. Yep. they, they got to be. All right, 248. We got one more segment to go. Thank you for being with us today. A lot of fun for us to be here around the draft. And our draft special is sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. 312-981-7200 at 720 WGN. Hamp and OB. Now, back to the Hamp and OB NFL Draft Special. Sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Going to be able to sneak in one more pick, hopefully. The Bears uh, two away from being on the clock right now. Interesting little tweet from Lance Zerline, who is an NFL draft expert. Bears fans are going to love Dominique Robinson, the edge rusher that they just drafted. I think he's going to turn out, as he writes, to be one of the steals of the draft. And again, the draft special is sponsored by your local Chevy dealers, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Yes, OB. Where's he from? Uh, Dominique Robinson. Miami of Ohio. Is a, Miami is a That's a football school, Red just Hawk. like Central Michigan. That's a football school, too. Miami of Ohio, you bet. And when Roethlisberger from uh, I think that's right. I yeah, think that's right. He was from right. some the Mac, they, they play a lot of good teams. Hey. Yes, they do. All right, we we've only got a little bit of time left. Here, here's and again this draft, and we're really appreciative to be here and and talk about this draft for a lot of reasons. The main one is it looks like we finally have some some competent people in charge of the football program. Okay. Some to understanding how to put 
program together at this level. Now, in in my mind, the, we've got a couple big goals. Number one is to win. Yeah, we've got a schedule, as you pointed out, OB, that you know, we low could get hanging lucky. fruit. Low hanging fruit. And Cincinnati won four games uh, the season prior to last year's trip to the Super Bowl. So it can happen. It can happen. But to win, OB is most concerned about our offense being able to attack downfield and protect our quarterback. By the way, did you know no Ohio State quarterback has ever played in a Super Bowl? No Ohio Who, State has no, ever. No, I did. Who's, did not know that. It, it probably doesn't matter, but it is worth noting at least. Who's the best quarterback in the history of the school? Literally no one. Arch Schleister? I have no idea who I, it is. I, Tom I, Maddy, he played quarterback, and then the pros at Baltimore, he was a running back. Yeah, it's, it's not good. But I'm just saying, so to win, how do you win? Well, it looks like with a couple of very key additions to our defensive secondary, our defense should be good enough, but the offense is where you that, are expecting great things. Okay? That's right. It's got to happen. Oh, the big change, folks. The defense where where we can compete defensively, I still believe so. Okay, where we're not is offense. That has been a problem. That is our problem right now, and this will be our problem when you go into training camp. Okay, and they can't fool around. And I and I'm going to tell you, it, it, I think they're going to have an easy schedule, and if they can put this together, and I certainly hope they do. And I don't want to hear, well, we're a winning record. Well, we want to get into the playoffs. What you want to do is be a world champion. Nothing else matters. Nothing. Okay? You guys are, are Poles and Eberflus. It's right in your front yard. It's right on your porch. It's in your living room, in your bedroom. It's in your house, guys. Bring it home. Bring it back to Chicago. Be world champs. That should be your only thought. And by the way, if things start going bad in the early round and it's because of the offensive line, make the changes. Do not be afraid. Make the changes. Again, what I just said about Bill Belichick in New England, in one year with a rookie quarterback, he had five new offensive linemen starting. OB, you got to say goodbye. We're gonna, we're gonna, we'll be back here come, come week one. I'm waiting for the Bears' last pick here. Uh, as they are on the clock, which is not the last pick of the day, but the last pick well, that we're going to get to. It's yes. a positive. It's and like Dan said, it's a positive thing. I like what I heard. Building through the draft, Eberflus. We're going to hold them accountable. Just stick to your words, guys. Stick to your guns, and let's bring the damn world championship back here where it belongs. Hamp. Last thing I I, I think is important to realize is, you know, it, there's a honeymoon period for the general manager and the head coach. And at the end of the day... I'll give them a week. Hey, (laughs) so far, so good. I'm telling you, so far, so good. We'll have to wait and see come September, but so far, so good. Sam Martino, thanks for producing. Apparently, we're not going to get this pick in. I stalled as long as I could. Sudden Sam. The uh, Slammin' Sams. Slammin' Sam. Yeah, him. NFL Draft Special is... Is sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Thanks for listening. Hamp and OB, we'll see you in the fall. Have a great summer. 720 WGN.